This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Hey, they say that they winning, but to me it's just a blowout. Hey, every week we put in numbers on the board, we show out. Welcome back. Drive the Lane. We've got a good old-fashioned episode today where we'll talk a little Ohio State football and Ohio State basketball. Talk a little Big Ten football as a whole. But before we get to all of that, you know, we're presented by Todd Pennington with Columbus-based Revolution Mortgage. If you're looking to refinance into a very competitive low rate, cash out for some debt consolidation or even home improvements, now is the time with historically low rates. And Todd is the should be your go-to guy if you're also looking to purchase a new home. He should be your go-to guy for anything. Anything with homes, Revolution Mortgage, Todd Pennington, He's your guy. I know you want to know how to get in contact with him. You got to give him a call at 614-390-9520. Or you can even visit revolutionmortgage.com slash tpennington for more info. You know, Revolution Mortgage, because I know this terrifies you. They are an equal housing lender. NMLS ID 1686046. Let's talk a little Buckeyes, Joe. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's just what we do best. Let's talk some Buckeyes. I mean, they uh, the football Bucks looked uh, pretty darn good, I'd say, last uh, weekend. What do you think? They looked pretty good. Justin Fields may – I want to think of something that he'll do less than throw incompletions. He'll probably throw – he's not going to throw a lot of incompletions. I'll tell yeah. you much. He is so damn good. My dad was texting me during the game. He was like – he was like saying stuff like Justin Fields is a problem. His poise and patience in the pocket. I'm like, dad, where are these words coming from? <laughs> like, how do you? It was kind of a weird game where like it was never really close, but like the score was kind of close, but like you knew like it was over. Like literally from like the first possession, it was over. I mean, the fact of the matter is the refs had more points in the first half than Penn State had. So <laughs> I like seeing uh, Master Teague. Get a lot of carries, 23 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. That, that was big. We talked about it last week that, you know, a running back needs to establish himself as the lead back, and I think we saw that. Trey Sermon, change of pace back. You know, that's going to be the – that's going to be the, the – Like uh, fire and ice. The formula moving forward. All right. Let's talk, uh, let's talk receivers for a second. Yeah, please. That's one group that does not need to be looked at. I think you could argue that Ohio State's receivers this year might be as good as LSU's receivers last year. What's crazy is, first of all, yes, I think that they probably have the best receiving uh, corp in the uh, in the country. Uh, I think this was the first time ever that Ohio State has had two 100-yard receivers in back-to-back games to start a season um, with Garrett Wilson and, and Alave, which is pretty cool. When we look back on this wide receiver room in in five years, how many first-round picks are going to be there? It's going to be like when everyone looks back and they're like, oh, shit, Cardell Jones, Braxton Miller, JT Barrett, and Joe Burrow, were, and Dwayne Haskins were all in the same room. People are going to be like, oh, my God, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, like all these guys in the same room. They got Exa- it's Exactly, gonna- though, like – is there might be four first round picks? It's insane. There's probably more. I think Olave or Wilson could, you know, 
end up being one of the best wide receivers in the NFL at some point, which is not surprising because that's what Ohio State does. Think about this. Think about it five years from now, the top like five receivers of the NFL are Terry McLaurin, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Brian Hartline comes out of retirement and he's back and he's catching TDs. No, I, I think in all seriousness, Terry McLaurin clearly made the blueprint of like, here's the stereotypical guy that's going to be coming out of Ohio State now. And now I shouldn't say the stereotypical guy because Terry McLaurin is insane. Like he is a great leader. Obviously shout out to him for becoming a captain. He's a great leader. He's a great player. He is a great person. He's a great everything, right? Like he checks all the boxes, but still gets drafted in what? Like the third round, fourth round, whatever it was. Now people are going to realize, oh, maybe Ohio State wide receivers are worthy of a first or a second round pick when typically, you know, there's only a handful of guys in the entire draft. Maybe it's like, huh, maybe we should start looking at the Ohio State guys. Maybe we give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they, you know, there's a group of five of them at a time that are incredible. So maybe that's why their stats weren't off the charts insane. Um, maybe we should take a closer look and think of the intangibles instead of just what comes out on, on statistics. And uh, I think that'll bode well for Chris Olave specifically. That dude's a first-round pick. There's no doubt in my mind. I think we need to see a little more from Paris Campbell or K.J. Hill because they, they – it's funny because they were like the best Ohio State receivers when they were there. But Terry McLaurin's been the best NFL guy out of all of them. You know, Curtis Samuel finally had a good game. He's bouncing back a little. He had a tough start to the year. But I was thinking about this with, with Terry McLaurin. So when you think about a band, like, you know, One Direction or a band like that, they kind of, they kind of have, you know, the star that, that breaks off and becomes, you know, or Michael Jackson went off on his own. It, it always happens. The boy bands or the bands, they break off. It's got to be weird for Terry that he's kind of now flying solo of his band that was him and uh, Haskins. It's got to be kind of weird that now all of a sudden he's like the Harry Styles <laughs> and Haskins is, is you know, not, not uh, well, they're kind of all successful. But Haskins is becoming uh, Kevin Jonas. What? That's not it. It's not Kevin Jonas. That's not nice to Kevin Jonas. Oh, but but yeah, I mean, it's got to be weird that like they probably thought like we're getting drafted, we're gonna have all this success together, like, and it's Terry just keeps going up, and Haskins unfortunately is going down, and I think it says a lot about Haskins that he's still tweeting about Terry and all that kind of stuff. One more thing about Haskins. Yeah, I can't believe that there's rumors that teams are gonna trade for him. I, I can't understand what like I just maybe I just don't really understand NFL trades but are you trading because you think he has potential are you trading because you would give someone up and get some cap space but he still has a pretty big salary because he was a high draft I just I don't really understand why anything outside of him like being a backup for the Redskins or the Washington football team is being discussed yeah I don't know maybe I bet there are some guys who think oh if I get my hands on Dwayne Haskins, who was borderline the best quarterback coming out of college in that draft. If I can get my hands on him, um, I can turn him into the all-pro quarterback he was going to be. All he needs is a fresh start and some better coaching. I'm sure there are guys out there that think that. I'm, 
second chances are paramount, right? You look at Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he got his second chance, and look at him now. I mean, he's incredible. So um, I, I think it just takes the right situation, the right coaching staff, the right scheme, all that stuff that we don't really understand, but we act like we do understand. Um, a second chance is – everyone deserves a second chance, but especially a quarterback. I mean, like, Geno Smith is still in the NFL, right? I mean, Dwayne Haskins is going to be in the NFL for the rest of his life, as long as he wants to be. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting, like, teams that I could see – yeah, he's on the Seahawks. Okay. Um, but, like, E.J. Manuel's not in the NFL anymore. That's a, a similar player. Um, why? Well, actually, not a why similar is, player. He's a why? similar player to Geno Smith. I always get them confused. But, yeah, I mean, like, the fact that guys like um, – what's his face? Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Like, I mean, do I, uh, what's his name? He's out of the league. Like, Bortles is out of the league. Exactly. That's why – And he got to a, a AFC championship. Yeah, it just – it's like luck and timing. I do – Dwayne Haskins is too young. Like, he's too young to not get a second chance. I mean, Nathan, Nathan Peterman started games in the NFL. You're saying Peterman like that. Isn't it Peterman? Yeah, but you've never seen Hard Knocks, bro? Gruden hey, calls Peterman. him Peterman. Went on. He calls him Peterman. All yeah. right, Peterman, get over here. So, before, um, before we just – Knock go, out what if you're with me. Before we just go all the way to uh, – Yeah, let's not do that. NFL, let's, we're back to let's, Yeah, let's let's ring it back in and talk about the Big got, Ten. Yeah, I got some interesting stats for you right here, okay? Yeah, hit me. Minnesota, 0-2. Interesting stats. Purdue, 2-0. Iowa, 0-2. Northwestern, 2-0. Our Iowa theory is over. That yeah. always between 20 and 25, not this year. Yeah, um – I think some of the most interesting things for me about the Big Ten this year is um, – Indiana 2-0. Yeah, and Penn State 0-2. Yeah. Yeah, I, I – it's crazy. I think, number one, there's no way Wisconsin plays the rest of the season. That's very sad for if you're a Wisconsin fan because they looked like a competitive team, at least with a great quarterback. So that stinks. Um, I think that it's clear that there are no teams that will challenge Ohio State. Um, not that we didn't already know that, but the fact that Penn State 0-2, obviously Ohio State beat them. Michigan lost to Michigan State as four touchdown favorites. Um, Wisconsin's probably not going to play the rest of the year. Who does that lead? Indiana? I mean, until they prove that, you know, like they beat Penn State, obviously, which is great at home. They beat Rutgers by a billion. But, like, against Ohio State, it's, it's, it's like jumping up from JV to varsity, right? It's, it's like a real deal – uh, so we'll see what happens. I, I watched Indiana really closely because I was with some Indiana buddies this past weekend. I, Michael Penix Jr. is awesome. He is awesome. I, I Obviously, he's got a great name. Obviously, he had that touchdown against Penn State. But, like, he throws the ball, and it's like a whipping motion. Like, I'm not comparing him to Lamar Jackson, but you know how Lamar throws it a little sidearm, and it just, like, shoots off like a freaking bullet out of his hand like by accident with no like a flick of the wrist like that's how Penix throws man as a lefty and like submarine so like I I want some state in the election obviously preferably Indiana I want I wanted it to be so close so that people could tweet out the video and being like Biden or Trump won Indiana by this much with the video of him reaching the pylon against Penn State Indiana is so legit Michael Penix is so legit that that was 
that was two weeks ago. They're looking to go three and zero. They're not. They're not. You know, getting caught up on the Penn State game like that wasn't their. Two years ago, that's their Super Bowl, and they beat. Yeah, now it's like we're trying to go one and zero this week again right. for the now third week in a row. Now it's just looking at their schedule, which of course is not loading on Yahoo Sports because the Yahoo Sports app sucks all of a sudden now. But I mean, they play Michigan this week. Al. But outside of that, I mean, they only play – all right. It's so stupid to look at schedules. There's like two games. Yeah. But um, they play Mich- if they beat Michigan this week, the only loss they should have the rest of the year is, is Ohio State. So, if they beat Michigan, which would be so freaking awesome, then it's going to be tough to root for the Buckeyes on November 21st. So, does Indiana have the second best chance of all the Big Ten teams to make it to the college football playoff? No, I think Northwestern does. Ooh, good point. That's a good yeah. point. Northwestern's been fun so far. Obviously, we have a soft spot for them being Chicago guys. Um, their comeback was insane. That's all we'll say about Northwestern. Is well, their defense so- is amazing, and the offense is, is like well, – how is, how is the offense scoring 21 points? The timely scoring. That's what they do, timely scoring. They um, literally l- – let me read you this because we're all yeah. about stats. Peyton Ramsey, 130 passing yards. <laughs> the leading rusher, uh, he had 85 yards. That's not terrible. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. He had 63 yards. But usually if your stats are that, oh, my God, what receiver had 63 yards and he only had 130 yards passing? <laughs> that's elite. That's some, Stephen, that's some Stephon Diggs numbers. You know? oh, and, of course, how can we not talk about it? Mel Tucker's first win, beating Harbaugh. I mean, that was just amazing. We love – Definitely a Michigan State podcast versus a Michigan podcast, no doubt about it. Here's what I'll say about Michigan. Big bummer, obviously. We don't like to see them win. How convenient is it that people came out and were like, the Lions are looking at Harbaugh this year, and now Harbaugh stinks, and he's going to get fired. And according to Sir Yacht, if he doesn't beat Ohio State, he's going to get fired this year. Um, how fun will it be for him to be fired? Actually, how not fun will it be? Because then we'll <laughs> we miss out on, on the Harbaugh jokes. But, like, it sure looks – He's the best coach they've had in 30 years. It sure looks like his run is over, though, right? I mean, it's over. Mike Greenberg, Greeny, he nailed it when he's – I was listening to his show the other day. He said it's not fair to Harbaugh. He has done infinitely better than the last two coaches. Combined. Yeah, but it is fair because – But they haven't beaten Ohio State in 12 years. It's not like it, – It's right. The standard, standard is that you have to beat Ohio State, and I don't know who they could bring in right now that is going to make up for the gap in talent. 100%, but you got to try and you got to try and reinvent the wheel or something, right? Because, like, obviously it's not working. I think you got to – probably got to move on and got to understand that, like, the one knock on Harbaugh, and obviously how can you not say this, but he said, like, we're going to compete to – win national championships, but he can't even make it to the Big Ten championship. So, you know, obviously that's, you know, Michigan is supposed to be this big, bad, big, bad recruiting force that gets all the five-star recruits, but they're losing recruits to us. They're losing recruits to everywhere in the country. They are not competitive. They really aren't. So if I'm wrong, but I don't think not only have they not won a Big Ten championship, I don't think they've even made. Right. Exactly. So, so that's the, get a little screwed for a little where the conference was weird and they were in Ohio State's conference and now it's like, it, there's, but Bama, Georgia, LSU have all made the SEC championship and they all play each other. 
You know, that's why those coaches still have jobs. Well, Saban obviously still have his job, Coach O. But like Kirby Smart, if he hadn't made the national championship, if he hadn't won some SEC championships, who knows what Georgia fans would be saying right now if in year four with the talent they had, year five, like, I don't know. He can't produce. It's always, it's always been a what have you done for me lately. He's done nothing for them lately. And if you're a Michigan fan, nine out of ten are going to say, we need a restart. We need a new guy. And that's what it comes down to. And I don't – who are you going to find better? You're right. No chance you find anyone better than Harbaugh. Obviously, he's proved it at Stanford, proved it in the NFL. He's a great coach. But it's something that's not working at Michigan. And while selfishly as an Ohio State fan, I'd love to, to keep him there. Uh, it sure seems like this is the end of the run. My favorite Harbaugh story, and then we'll move on to some basketball stuff, is that he told Drew Locke, if you want to go to the NFL, come to Michigan, not Mizzou. Whoops. He's never put a quarterback in the NFL, and Drew Locke. Drew Locke is leading comebacks against the, against the Chargers. You're not seeing me. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. Doing a slow motion Miller Rock. <laughs> get the gap. That's, that's Burrow. That's what Burrow does. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk hoops because there's some relevant – it's hilarious that we're recording this, and we won't tell you when we're recording this because we don't, we don't need to say that. But there's been some breaking news. Um, and we were going to talk about the roster situation with Ohio State. Seth Towns, not completely healthy. Musa, not completely healthy. Justice Suing is completely healthy. Um, Abel Porter uh, stinks to say this, but he – is going to retire basically for medical reasons due to a heart condition, which I know both of us were really excited to see him be that sort of backup, like veteran role. Question for you. You may not, you may not even know the answer to this, but was this something that was on the radar when he came to Ohio state? No, no clue. When the only thing that I'll say is, and I, I do not, I did not know anything. I did not, I mean, me and Dockage would talk to – we were talking to Abel about playing golf. That's about it. And that's all Dockage would mention about him. That's all any of the coaches ever – I mean, they were all excited about him. They really were. They were like, this guy is – he knows what he's doing. He brings this veteran poise that we don't have. Everyone was excited for him. Never any mention about anything medical. And then, poof, out of nowhere, we see the news this past week that said, hey, he's got to retire. And I thought it was weird because I didn't really see him um, – like in any of the pictures or any, you know, when they post on social media, usually the new guys get some good publicity because people care about the new guys and want to see them in action. I didn't really see him. So something was a little funky. Um, I knew that he just had a kid. So I figured that could be a reason, but something was um, definitely a little bit funky there, but it just stinks because I know he was really excited about being a Buckeye. I know Ohio state fans were excited about him and the coaches were, I mean, he's the perfect complement to C.J. Walker and Dwayne in terms of he's going to handle the ball and get those guys shots. I mean, it would have been perfect. Um, but when one door closes, and we love Abel, another door opens because my freaking guy, Jimmy Sotos, Future who I, who I, he's got great hair, who I played against in high school, who I'm really close with his brother and his family, has gotten his waiver to be eligible this year. And not only is that awesome for him, but thank God Ohio State needed the backcourt depth like nobody's business. You know, you lose Abel, now you have Jimmy. It's, you know, it's huge. That's huge. I mean, that is so massive in terms of the roster. You need another ball handler. You just do. And we got it. What's interesting about Sotos getting cleared is that 
he was going to have one year if he had to wait until next year to play, but now he gets two years because all players from this year get another year of eligibility. Is that a fact or are you just take, using your own take of the rule? See, I don't know if that's – I know it's a fact that everyone who plays this year gets another year of eligibility. This might be the first situation where uh, – Is it this year or last year? No, it's this year's winter sports because they don't know – Ohio State's canceling games left and right, you know? Yeah. Who knows how many – it might end up being like a – No, right. I don't want to – This Half is a normal season length. Well, I don't want people to think that we're saying – I'm saying this because we have some sort of inside information. I'm just saying that because of what's happened so far – in the world, I wouldn't be surprised if in five days or seven days we get an announcement that says there's only Big Ten this year. You know, yeah. like, that would not surprise me at all. I, I would not be surprised one bit. And if that happens, they're not going to take a year of kids playing yeah. and only get 12 games or 15, 20 games. Like, so no, no doubt. I'd be shocked if they say everyone besides, you know, the transfers – yeah, it's always it's always been such a crapshoot for eligibility. It, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out because Jimmy already got denied eligibility, but now but now he has it again. So uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, we would love to have Jimmy for two years. It was nice when the world was normal and Jimmy transferred. I mean, it was nice. Oh, I don't even think he transferred when the world was normal. But no, he um, did because remember we did yeah. an interview and we recorded about Luther and then. Yep. 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 So so. It is interesting because Jimmy knew coming to Ohio State that he wasn't going to play next year, and it gave him a great opportunity to, number one, sit out and become a better player over this year, and then, number two, get to take over C.J. Walker's role probably next year. It was really enticing for him. But now, obviously, he wants to play. So he's going to play, and, and it's going to be a huge help for us um, in whatever games we played because, moving on, um, Ohio State announced that we're not playing in that in the in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota, little shindig where we start off playing against Memphis. We're not playing in that anymore, which is not because we're scared or we're backing out or whatever. It's be, it's because of Ohio's new COVID restrictions, where if we would leave the state and come back, they have to quarantine for 14 days, and that's not really possible when you're playing in the middle of a college basketball season. So. Um, that stinks, but according to Holtman's video, which we've retweeted from Drive the Lane and from our personal accounts, I'm assuming, um, it's clear that we're going to make it up with some really cool stuff. Um, my question for you, Andrew, what would be the coolest, most realistic, reasonable matchup you'd want to see Ohio State play instead of those three games? Just well, one or two. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Ohio Classic that me and you always talk about and that you talk about with the Xavier guys and we talk about the Cincinnati. Like, why wouldn't they say, okay, Cincinnati, Xavier, Ohio State, come do a three-team round robin? Or maybe you add like a – Dayton. A, and what? Dayton. Maybe you add in Dayton or you even – you know, if you want to explain. Dayton's the best team. What do you mean maybe you add in Dayton? That's who it always – that's what they always talk about. Dayton. Yeah. Dayton. Sorry. Thank you. So, obviously, the coolest if, – if you could only get one game, the coolest thing would be Dayton, Ohio State. But I think the coolest scenario would be – I mean, even maybe at Nationwide Arena where, you know, it's not really a home court even though it's, it's in Columbus – they do something where Ohio, where all four teams play each other. I think that would be very 
very cool and and obviously realistic and doable i think i think it might happen that might be what what holtman's kind of hinting at some sort of replacement game will happen um but i don't know how you play anywhere outside of the big 10 this year with the yeah so I, this is what this is what i think the nba should do and college could do a version of it I think the NBA should do little like spurts of the season in different towns. Like you go to Chicago and the Bulls, Cavs, Knicks, and Heat are in Chicago. And you play four games in Chicago and just all the games are in Chicago. And the Bulls obviously don't have to travel for that one, but then they travel, you know, to Detroit and it's Pistons, Wizards, Celtics, Bulls in Detroit. And you play, especially if there's no fans, there's no reason not to do that. I think that could be – could be very cool. And there's a version of that that the Big Ten could do. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. I'm sh- I feel like I've heard that um, before from the NBA. Who knows what they're going to do just because they're talking about wanting to start by Christmas. The players don't want to start by Christmas. They lose hundreds of million dollars if they don't do that, blah, 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 whatever. This, we're not talking about the NBA, though. I think that's a great idea in terms of the Big Ten could have their own bubble, which is what they should do, but it's not that easy. But in terms of Ohio State scheduling, if there are non-conference games, obviously Xavier, Cincinnati, Dayton is a no-brainer that they should do forever in the future, but it's scheduling is not easy. So who knows? Xavier, for example, could have all their non-conference schedule already, and they don't need an extra game, and they can't have one. So then that foils that plan. But We're still in Ohio, so who knows what. But, yeah. One – I'm going to make my bold prediction. Louisville – is always is Chris Mack is always out on Twitter saying, come play us. We have open spots. Let's schedule something. There's been this riff with Kentucky, which they don't know if that game's going to get played. Oh, uh, Chris Mack was at Xavier when Holtman was at Butler. They have a good relationship. We played Chris Mack and Xavier twice um, when I was in school as our secret scrimmage. It will actually was Travis Steele the second time, but we played Chris Mack as a secret scrimmage. Um, that Holtman set up because they have a great relationship. I want to be – it's not a far drive. You know, like Ohio State doesn't have to fly there or Louisville doesn't have to fly to, to Columbus. I think that I'm calling my shot, and I don't. I really don't know. Usually I do have an idea of this stuff or some some sense. Unfortunately, I lost Dockage, which is my inside source. But um, usually I have some sense of what's going on. I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, so my – I'm calling it right now that Louisville and Ohio State will match up in the non-conference this year. Just a one-time deal. They'll match up. Maybe it's a home-and-home. Home. Maybe it's next year, too. But they will match up, and we won't miss out on, on the Memphis game because we'll have an even better game in Louisville. I don't think that's a terrible uh, – <laughs> but I think the most likely scenario is some sort of mini-tournament, only because you're losing two games minimum. From that tournament. It might even be three minimum. I think it's three. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of needing to get all your games, the mini Ohio tournament seems like it could happen. But if you're just thinking strictly, we got to replace the Memphis game with a high-profile team, then I love the Louisville idea. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, if I had to bet, I have a bad feeling that they're just going to say, look, it's going to be a shorter season. You guys are keeping your eligibility. Let's just play a Big Ten season, crown a Big Ten champ, 
and have a smaller NCAA tournament maybe and just chalk this one up as, hey, at least we played some games, which whatever, just give us some basketball. But just know that, I mean, a year ago today we were playing basketball games and right now we're not. So um, it'll be interesting when the season starts going and as teams travel, like obviously you saw Wisconsin in football, like they got hit with 25 COVID cases. Like if a Big Ten basketball team has six COVID cases, they won't be able to play in games. That is half – that's more than – that's a third of the team. That's that's a starting lineup gone, you know. So um, – and guys interact with each other way more than football guys do, right? You have your position groups and, like, those groups may get infected. But, like, with Ohio State, like, you're using one ball during practice and everyone's touching it, right? So, um, it'll be interesting. And the games are indoors and there won't be fans. I, it's It'll be uh, – it'll be interesting. But the grand scheme of things, at least – Ohio State figured out who's going to be their backup point guard for sure now because, you know, I hate to see Abel Porter not get to suit up for, for Ohio State, but it's pretty darn cool to see Jimmy Sotos um, get a chance to play this year. So I'm uh, looking forward to whatever season uh, we get thrown at us college basketball-wise. I agree, and, and we'll, uh, we'll close this out right now. But last thing I'm going to say, I think Ohio State rolls this weekend against Rutgers. I don't know if they cover the 37, though. That's a big – They're they're covering. I, I want to say that they cover, but I could also see them taking the foot off the gas because they Rutgers isn't the uh, Nebraska or Penn State where they're, they're kind of douchebags and we want to kick the shit out of them. You know, maybe there will be a few broken plays, but I just – I think Rutgers is going to score a little bit. We've seen the secondary be a little vulnerable, um, but it easily could be 52 nothing. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, no drive the lane parlay this weekend. Browns are on by and the Bears suck. Bears suck. I bet the Bears put up 20-plus points this week. On the Titans? Yeah, 20-plus. Guaranteed it's my lock of the week is Bears score more than 20 points. Well, what if the over-under is like 23-and-a-half is your lock? The under 20. My lock is over 20. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this little uh, quick episode where we just talk all Ohio State, which is nice to be able to do again. When we talk a little quarterback stuff. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. We're hoping to have some basketball-related guests next week. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Jimmy Soto's, baby. Go Buckeyes.